Do you need help protecting your finances as you enter retirement? David Dickens of KC Financial Advisors has got you covered. Welcome to the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. It's another edition of the Cover Your Assets KC podcast. Walter Storholt alongside David Dickens, President and Wealth Advisor at KC Financial Advisors, serving you in Kansas City with an office in Overland Park. You can find David online at CoverYourAssetsKC.com. David, great to be with you today. How are you, sir? I'm doing ridiculously well. Ridiculously well. That's great. <laughs> and I'm excited about today's topic. This is something that I I answer a lot of questions uh, from prospective clients and clients about this. And so just thought we'd take a little pause and actually turn it into an entire podcast. And hopefully we get to help some people out with this. Yeah, I think somewhere in our previous thousand episodes, we've uh, covered uh, a listener question about this exact topic, that being Social Security and how it all works when you have an, an ex, when you have an ex-spouse involved in the equation and kind of what your options are and the different considerations that you need to think about. And we covered it at a high level, I think, answering that question back on some some old show. But we're going to dive into uh, a lot of the nitty and gritty about it and some of the follow-up questions that uh, will naturally arise and really, I think, have quite a comprehensive view and coverage for you. Um, if you've ever wondered how taking Social Security after a divorce, um, you know, how it all works and takes place. And we're going to explore that on the show today. So it should be a very informative topic, especially if somebody is in this position, which, David, we know the stats, and I'm sure you know from experience, meeting with a lot of clients, uh, this is something that a lot of people deal with. This is reality today. Yeah, it is. And, and a lot of times divorces cause, if not financial problems, they certainly cause financial stress for people both on both sides of the, uh, of the couple. So uh, hopefully this information will de-stress some things and and maybe help people get a little bit of a plan in place as to uh, how to go forward once uh, they when they get a divorce. So this all revolves around the fact that when you are a traditional couple still together, you you know each have social security, but then you know, if a spouse passes away, you get to keep the higher of the two social securities. But then how does it all transpire if we're talking divorce rather than, you know, that other scenario? So um, can someone still elect that other person's social security as part of your own? How does somebody qualify? And, and let's kind of start there at the uh, at the beginning, David. Yeah. So let me preface the entire thing by saying I don't in any way want to genderize this topic. But it is going to be easier for the next 15 minutes if we kind of set it up that the male happened to have been the, the major breadwinner and the female was maybe spent time in and out of the workforce, maybe was a full-time homemaker, etc. So when I say he and she, I have clients where she was the major breadwinner. But just for the purposes of today's podcast, I'm going to use he as the primary breadwinner and she as the ex-spouse who's looking to say, do I qualify for benefits based on his work record? So good, good clarification. How do you qualify? How do you, <laughs> so how do you qualify? You had to have been married for at least ten years. So your your marriage has had to last for ten years, and you need to be divorced for two years. You both have to be older than sixty two, and preferably you're both at full retirement age, and that's somewhere depending on your birth date between age sixty six and sixty seven. And then in order to get this ex-spousal benefit, you can't be remarried. So those are the things you have to do to get over the main threshold to qualify as an ex-spouse for benefits based on your ex-spouse's work record. So you have to have been married for a little while, have been divorced for a little while, and not have remarried. 
Um, Correct. And okay. you got to be at least 62, which is the youngest you can be to claim Social Security on your own anyway. Gotcha. So if the spouse can't be 62 or older, but you younger, and then you start taking it. So you, you yourself have to become of Social Security age as well. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So... I kind of laid out the uh, if one spouse passes away comparison, how much is somebody entitled to of their, you know, in your example, the ex-wife, uh, what is she entitled to from the ex-husband's Social Security? Yeah, so uh, actually we're going to cover the death of the ex-spouse a little bit later because it's different and it's more money. But right now let's just talk about the ex-spouse, they're divorced, and how much can she claim? So. What she can get, let's say that she didn't have a, a, any kind of major career, she can get 50% of the benefit that her ex-spouse is going to get at his full retirement age, just like she would have get, gotten had they still been married. So it's frankly <laughs> surprising to me how many people walk into my office and don't know that their spouse, who was, who was basically taking care of the house and the kids for years, gets a fairly significant Social Security benefit. The minimum is 50% of what the primary breadwinner's Social Security amount was. And that's the same amount you can get as an ex-spouse if you meet those other requirements. Now, if you happen to have a career as the ex-spouse and your benefit is bigger than half of what your husband's benefit was, then you don't get both. In fact, your ex-spouse benefit would have no benefit because your benefit from Social Security is actually greater than that 50% you would have gotten from your ex-spouse. So you get the greater of the two, but it's not in any way additive. Now you said the, the word minimum, 50%. David, does that mean there is some sort of range? Well, the least you can get from Social Security is that 50%. If you happen to have a work record that qualified you for more, then gotcha. you can get more than 50%. But the, the ex-spousal benefit and the spousal benefit is basically 50% of what the primary breadwinner's um, Social Security benefit is at his full retirement age. There is one kind of cool loophole that's almost gone now, but if you happen to be born before January 2nd of 1954, in other words, you're 67 years old, you could actually claim that spousal, that ex-spousal benefit and let your own benefits grow until your 70th birthday. And if they happen to be bigger than the 50% that you're claiming from your ex-spouse, you get to stop with the ex-spouse benefit and claim on your own. Anybody younger than 67 does not have that. This is related to some changes that were made, oh, three or four years ago, maybe five years ago. I think it was right at the end of the Obama presidency where they made some changes to say, we're going to reduce this, um, this you know, claim and, and suspend your own benefits. But anyway, if you happen to be older than 67, and this is your current situation. You ought to talk to somebody, including the Social Security Administration, and make sure that you're uh, getting all that benefit that you deserve. Simple enough to follow so far, David, so let me throw a uh, wrench into the equation for you. What if somebody's been married and divorced a couple of times? Okay, and, and that certainly happens, and I've seen it. So if you were the primary breadwinner, all of your ex-spouses can claim as long as you, each marriage lasted 10 years. So you're the male. You've been married to three different women for 10 years each. They can all three claim an ex-spouse benefit on your work record. If you weren't the primary breadwinner, let's say you were the female in this situation, you can claim, and you've been married twice. 
maybe three times, you can still claim an ex-spouse benefit, but only on your most recent ex-spouse's work record. Makes sense. So the the one person who has had multiple people can claim off of theirs, but you can't go claiming off of multiple other people's. It's still sort of that best, whatever's best case scenario for you, that's what you can tap into. Right. Now, okay. if, you're, if your third spouse happened to make very little money, that's not quite as good as your first or second spouse that made a ton of money and their social security benefit is higher, but at least there is still that ex-spouse benefit for your most recent ex-spouse. Okay, gotcha. Now, what if we're in a situation where the ex-spouse isn't taking Social Security yet? So they're not taking it, but I want to go ahead and start drawing off of that ex-spouse's Social Security. Okay, so I've seen this a couple times in the last several years where the male, in this case, is 68 and still working fully eligible for Social Security, but just isn't taking it. Uh, the female says, well, so I can't start until he starts? No, that's that's not true. It's not a big deal that he hasn't started taking Social Security yet. He's past his full retirement age, which makes you eligible to receive your ex-spouse monthly benefit. How much of that 50% is based on your age. So if you are not yet full retirement age, let's just say that he's 68 and you're only 64. You can, Since you're older than 62, you can choose to start that ex-spouse benefit, but it will be reduced somewhat because you are not of your full retirement age. You can think of it as maybe about 8% of the amount you would receive reduced by each year that you are younger than your full retirement age. So you can still do it. He does not have to be claiming, but it's best if you are at your full retirement age. Okay, certainly good to know that caveat. Now, this may beg the question, what impact does this have the other direction, <laughs> right? So like, especially in the uh, the multiple married and divorced situations, if somebody's on their third go-round, let's say, and you have multiple ex-spouses claiming, you know, part of your social security, does this have an impact on that person's ability to, you know, take home what they're entitled to? You know, the one time that I remember discussing this was a client with a client was actually the female who still had a really good relationship with her ex-spouse and she was just worried that, you know, she might be goofing up something in his current life. I I can imagine the other side of that coin, but the, the, I think we maybe there was a question one day where it was, uh, I'd like to mess with their Social Security. Can I do it this way? Is that what you're alluding to, David, the other yeah, side of yeah, the Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> so the answer is he won't even know that you're claiming based on his work record. And it will not affect the dollar amount that his current spouse gets for, for her spousal benefit. And she continues to get her spousal benefit as well. So his life continues on just as he set it up now. The benefit for you is you get to claim on that, on that work record if it benefits you. Okay, good to know. Uh, another follow-up question, David. What if you mentioned this earlier, so perhaps we can cover it now. What if the ex is deceased? How does that work with then claiming Social Security? Yeah, so... I've never actually dealt with this in my practice, but I've, I've read about it, and it's kind of a cool benefit. You prob- everybody probably knows that when you're married and both spouses are claiming Social Security, and 
let's just say in this case, the male dies. He was the major breadwinner. The, the female doesn't get to keep her social security amount every month, but she gets to step up to his dollar amount. You don't get to keep them both, but you get the higher. And believe it or not, if you're the ex-spouse and your ex-husband dies, you get to do that step up as well to his full retirement benefit instead of just the 50%. Seems like a really, really super benefit. And I don't really know when that crept its way into the Social Security rules, but it's a rule that I've never actually seen in place, but it's really important to know. Uh, so it's, it's a good thing to keep in touch with your ex-spouse. Uh, if they happen to pass away, then you may find yourself getting double the amount of Social Security every month than you had been before. Interesting little uh, little wrinkle to the equation there. Uh, last but not least, how does someone go about applying for this? Is it a little bit different than the regular Social Security application? Well, it's a little bit different. Only, only So you'd still go to ssa.gov. Or you could set up an in-person appointment at a, at a local Social Security office. And they really the only piece of information that you need, uh, they may ask for some sort of documentation uh, as to, you know, marriage certificate and divorce certificate to make sure that it was 10 years. But the starting point is just knowing your ex-spouse's Social Security number. If you don't happen to know that, you need to know his parents' names and uh, date of birth and maybe the location that he was born. But the, the way to get the ball rolling is to contact Social Security Administration, either electronically or in person, know his Social Security number, and then they'll tell you what additional documentation you would need to actually apply for those benefits. Excellent. I imagine there's a little bit more proof that has to happen, right, of this is how long we were married <laughs> and then divorced and those kinds of things. Yes. So date-specific, obviously the, we, where we started at the top was you had to have been married at least 10 years. And so they're certainly going to want proof of that. And from there, uh, it will roll pretty quickly into starting to receive that monthly benefit. Perfect. David, is this one of the things that you would help somebody with as part of the complete planning review process? Is this kind of consultation and, and guidance wrapped up in the planning that you do for folks each day? Yeah, it is. And, and especially in these types of um, divorce situations where a lot of times money's fairly tight in, in the case we've been talking about here, the, the female spouse is trying to figure out, well, how do I cobble together uh, my retirement income for as long as I'm going to live? And you and I both know that gals tend to live longer than guys. And so this could be a, something that would benefit her for quite some time into the future. So you don't want to leave this kind of money sitting on the table. Uh, you want to make sure that you have a, that it's built into your plan and that you actually have a, a plan to quickly go get that money and get that cash flow started. So what we do in our in a complete planning review is one of the things we'd immediately find out is, oh, you have a divorce. You had been married more than 10 years. Uh, are you taking advantage of that benefit? And so if that were not the case, uh, that's one of the prongs that we would put forth in an action plan to say, all right, we need to have a retirement plan. We're going to have a claiming strategy for your Social Security, uh, and we're going to make sure that the plan allocates money until your 100th birthday uh, and make sure that your investment portfolio is in position to support cash flows until you're 100 years old. That's uh, the long and the short of what we do in a complete planning review. It really gives somebody some a really good, fairly high level picture of how long their money is going to last. 
And in most of the periodicals that you read, that's, that's the baby boomer's biggest fear is running out of money. So if in that, if that initial review, we can give somebody confidence that their money's going to last longer, that's a good thing. And we feel like that's a significant benefit that we can bring. So if that is of value to anybody listening to this podcast, you should just reach out, get a hold of us and ask for that complete planning review. And we'd be happy to do that for you. Again, that number to call if you want to get in touch with David Dickens is 913-317-1414. Get your own complete planning review if you have any questions about what we've talked about today. Even if you're not ready for the full review, but just have a couple of clarifying questions you'd like to ask or something else financially that might be on your mind, you know, that's certainly a starting point for many people, and that's no problem. 913-317-1414. The best way, of course, is to get that complete planning review because, well, it's in the name. It's complete and helps you walk through all the different moving parts and layers of your financial and retirement plan. You can also go to CoverYourAssetsKC.com and use the contact information on the website to get in touch. And we'll have pertinent links and info in the description or show notes section of today's show for you to tap into as well. David, thanks for walking us through the nuances of uh, all the little moving parts involved in dealing with, uh, you know, divorce and what, you know, that impact is on Social Security and being able to claim. Very helpful. Learned a few things on today's show. That's what I always look for. Did I learn something today? It's my mom. Mom used to always ask me, coming home, David, tell me one thing you learned today. And I feel like I picked up a couple of nuggets to tell mom today. That's a lot of pressure, Walter. (laughs) You know, one thing I meant to mention right off the top, it's very likely that if you've made it this far, then congratulations in listening to this podcast, especially if you're not female. But hopefully, if if you made it this far and it's not you, there's somebody that you can think of, a sister, Maybe an ex-spouse that you really care about. Uh, Maybe it's your aunt or your mother. But there are people who could really benefit from this type of information. So hopefully you find a way to forward this on to them and get this type of information out. It's a significant benefit, and you don't want to leave it money sitting on the table if you don't have to. So think of people in your life that would benefit from this uh, information and forward it on to them. That's a great point. Thank you, David, for suggesting that as well. Uh, For David Dickens, I'm Walter Storholt. Thanks for taking the time to join us. You can subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcasting apps. Until then, we'll talk to you again next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and KC Financial Advisors are independent of each other.